Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk to you about our new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products from lunchrooms and reception desks and are in more than 25,000 workplaces across Australia. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price and as the leading direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power and without the overheads of a shopfront, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So guys, you want to have a look more at this website, our new sponsor, make sure you click the link below or be in the description box or the comments. But most importantly, let's get into the show. All right, welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Lanes Podcast. Now, on today's episode, I'm going to be doing a look at the early award predictions for the upcoming 2021-2022 NBA season. So, without further ado, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into this. Welcome to another episode of The Lanes Podcast. Alright, we're back. We're back on another episode today. Just before we get into it, as always, guys, do appreciate all the comments, the likes, the, just the subscribers, the sharing that's been put on notice. I do really appreciate it. It also helps me grow this podcast as high as I can possibly get it. And as also, it's just great to see that everybody's loving the new stuff that's come on board. So, just before we get into the episode, I know it's very early, you know, and there's not a lot of news within the NBA at the moment. So that's why I'm definitely doing, you know, a couple of podcasts that might not be on the current NBA, but today's one is definitely going to be on the current NBA. I'm going to do my early look at the award predictions for the upcoming season. All right, I'm going to leave MVP last. All right, but first off, I'm going to start with the most improved award. And for me, it's actually a player that did pretty well in his rookie season, and I think he's going to have a really good season this year, and I believe he's going to be a starter in their team, and that is Tyrese Halliburton from the Sacramento Kings. Now, if you don't know, the Sacramento Kings, like, for me, they're they're a team that just, like, treads murky waters. They're in that position where, you know, they're trying to compete for that playoff, playing tournament, but they're not good enough, but then they've got talent where they're not going to tank. So they're kind of like in that position of what Orlando was a couple of years ago. Like, what do you want to be? Like an eight seed, get 43 wins or or make the playoffs and get bounced in five games? Like, that's not something that you should really want to do. So for me, like, I'm just, I'm a bit hesitant on them, like what they're doing within the team. You know, because they've got some legit studs, man. Like, Darren Fox, if he's probably on any other team, you know, he might as well be an all-star if you ask me. You know, you got... Marvin Bagley, who has been injury prone, I get that. But, you know, he's got a lot of potential. People forget he went second in his draft. You know, he went ahead of Luka Doncic. All right, just let that sink in for a second. Like, so when he was coming out, he had a lot of potential, a lot of talent, you know. So they have some decent pieces there. But for me, I think Torres Halliburton's going to have a really, really strong season because the way I look at it, he's definitely going to start. I think they're going to do a De'Aaron Fox, Torres Halliburton backcourt. And for me, that's the best backcourt that they could possibly offer. I do know that they have Buddy Heald there, but for me, I think Tyrese Halliburton is younger. You know, he might not be able to shoot the ball at a higher clip, but he's definitely a legit shooter. He's a great assist man. You know, he really knows how to find people. You know, I think that takes a lot of pressure off the Aaron Fox, you know, especially when they're playing, you know, because he can really go out and find players. And watching a little documentary on him, he loves to he loves to feed his players. You know, he likes to get his players involved. And that's something that in today's league, I think it's kind of dying a little bit. Like, not, not people in the NBA like that want to feed people and find people, but people coming out that that's like their main priority and focus coming into the league. Because as we know, this is a scorer's league, guys. Like this is like 
a league where heaps of people want to get baskets, and that's how you get paid basically in the NBA. If you're really good at scoring, you're probably going to get a, a decent contract in the NBA at some point. You know, you can get good contracts not being a scorer, but if you're a scorer, you're most likely going to have a decent contract, right? So for me, I think Torres Halliburton is going to have a really big jump in his scoring. I think Sacramento is going to tell him, look, we need you to be probably our second, third best scorer. And for us, you need to get at least within that 18 to 20 point range. And I think he's definitely capable of doing that, you know, because I believe if you're Luke Walton, you already don't like Buddy Heald. You have Harrison Barnes there. That's two pieces I would say that are trade assets. Yes, I do understand that they're pretty high paid. But like for me, if I'm Sacramento, you're not going to make the playoffs this year, no matter what with this team you have now. If I were you... Trade those two pieces. Go super young. What, you're going to waste another one to two years? Your fan base has been this loyal as it is, right? So I think another one to two years, they can kind of hack. Try to get another decent draft pick. You know, try to get a decent four wing. You know, you did sign Rashawn Holmes. You do have Marvin Bagley. I would keep him, you know. But, like, try to get a – I would say try to get a better big, you know. Like, someone like Evan Mobley would have been a really nice piece of this team, you know. But, like, obviously Sacramento didn't want to, you know – try to be as bad as they possibly can. You know, if they say they say they got an Evan Mobley, you know, that's, that's just insurance for someone like Marvin Bagley if he gets injured or if you had enough of him, you want to trade him, you want to get some more assets, perfect. But like Sacramento, they just want to try to win, but they're not a very good team. Like it's just, you, every, every team wants to win, right? Everyone wants to win in this league. But if you're not good enough, then fuck me. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you're just not good enough. It's just at the end of the day, they don't have enough assets or enough great players at that time to make it. I do think, though, that they have a decent foundation. And they still have all their first-round picks. They have a legit stud in the Aaron Fox, who I reckon is going to be on the launch pad. He might be on the launch pad for a couple of years because if Sacramento don't fulfill his potential, he'll probably just ask for a trade. You know, he's already got his max extension, so he can go get a trade, you know, within two years. That way he can get bird rights. That way he can get more money. But that's not about the Sacramento Kings as a whole. This is kind of directing towards Sacramento Kings. I want to recommend Tyrese. You know, I think he's definitely going to be the most improved player this year, or in, if not, in the candidacy or in the running for the most improved. I was going to say Anthony Edwards, but I wanted to be a bit different. I wanted to put someone a bit more unknown, unrecognized, because I feel like a lot of people are going to have Anthony Edwards as that most improved player. And so he should be. He's going to be a very good player. I think that, you know, watching some of his like highlights, he's definitely just scratching the surface. And for me, I think that would have been the obvious choice, but I want to put people that I think could be a bit different, you know, a bit, a bit more of a, a different, you know, approach and, and appearance on players. So for me, I reckon Tyrese Halliburton's going to have a really good season. Hopefully Buddy Hill gets traded for him, traded so he can, you know, legit cement that spot. I, I, I do believe that's going to happen. I believe Buddy Hill is on ample time at Sacramento. And I think it's the best for both parties because coming out, he was like a six pick, you know, so he was a highly, you know, talented player. A lot of people thought that he was going to be a legit starter. I remember Jalen... Rose saying that he was the best player in that draft. You know, he 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 he's been a great he's been a decent player, you know. You know, he's kind of in that range where he's like Cole Kuzma a bit. Like, is he is he gonna take that jump ever? Or is he just gonna be or is this what we got? Because if, if this is what we got, this isn't a bad player. This is a good player. This is a player that's gonna be serviceable in the league and will last in the league for years to come. But let's not joke and kid ourselves. Let's let's, you know, put him at what he is. He's a great shooter. Can't play defense, you know, and that's about it. Like, he's 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 not an all-star, you know. So, for me, hopefully they trade him. But, yeah, Tyrese Halliburton, I reckon he'll get, like, 18 points a game in that range, 15 to 20 points. You know, I'd say around 18 points. I reckon he'd get, like, eight or nine assists, and that's what's going to help him get this most improved. 
you know, hopefully he can have a bit of a better defensive rating than what he's got. But I do definitely believe that he will be, you know, the most improved player this year, if not most improved in and around that award. So moving on now, I'm going to do the defensive player of the year because I actually think this is one of the most interesting races too because, you know, you look at it, there's a lot of people that could definitely be in this position. Like you look at Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gay, Giannis, Ben Simmons, you know, you look at, did I said Rudy Gobert, right? Yeah, you know, you look at those players. They're all players that are capable of getting this award. If Kawhi was healthy, Kawhi was always going to be in this race. Pat Beverly, you know, he's going to be in this race too. But for me, I've gone with Draymond Green. And yes, I get it. I love talking about the Warriors. But the way I look at the Warriors, I think they're going to be a top team in the NBA, right? Again, and for me, Steph Curry's their best player. That's a fact. He's their most important player, but their their like their heart and soul, I really feel is Draymond Green, and I think that's like not even like I, I when I when they were winning the competition back in the day, I, I said someone that was a bit outlandish. I said, "Oh, he's their most important player. You know, he's their most integral player." And I was wrong. Obviously, Steph Curry is, but like he was their second most important player because he gets Clay open, he gets Steph open, he sets screens, he plays defense on the best player every night. He talks. He's the best communicator, you know, top five in the NBA, right? So for me, all those things, I think I think Golden State has another, you know, good two, three years of getting one more chip. You know, I don't know if they can get more than one more chip, but they've got, they got a really good shot at getting it. So I think, you know, Draymond's going to have another great year. I think him going to the Olympics, I think it showcased to you how important he is. Because he wasn't an all-star this past season, but he was finishing games for them. You know, him... Drew Holiday, he's another player that could be in this Defensive Player of the Year award, especially now that he's on a bit of a higher household name, and he's a player that, you know, did really, really good, not just in the playoffs, but in the Olympics. You know, he got minutes over a lot of players that I wouldn't have thought, you know. So, you know, players like Draymond and Drew, they're going to get their their credit, and I definitely believe Draymond's going to be, you know, definitely, if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be the Defensive Player of the Year. I think he's going to, I think watching them, if James Wiseman has a massive jump on defense, we all know who is really helpful for him. Obviously, Steve Kerr and the coaching staff, but Draymond would be a massive factor to him. If he can get his defense right, you know, Draymond, it's going to make Draymond look like an even better defender. So I definitely believe Draymond will be the defensive player of the year. Or if not, he'll definitely be in and around. Like, the, the another, another player I would say that would, you know, possibly be a defensive player is Bam. And I really do believe that, like, Miami's going to be a gun team. Like, for me, I love Miami. I love the, everything they're about, what they what they stand for, you know. So for me, I think Ben will be another you know person that can be in this this race. But you know, I really do believe that Draymond's just going to showcase how important he is to this Golden State team, how important he was to this previous Golden State dynasty. Because some people don't like like calling it, but let's get real here: Golden State was a dynasty by far. You know, maybe the second best team ever assembled. You know, maybe you know, I I I loved watching them so. I'm biased, of course, but you know I do believe they're a top, at least a top five team, top three. I'll say top three team ever assemble. So for me, defensive player of the year is going to be Draymond Green. Now my rookie of the year, I'll do that first. No, I'll do I'll do six man first because rookie of the year is going to be another interesting race too. You know, six man of the year. You know, I I, I found it pretty hard actually to narrow it down to to one player because I think now with Lou Williams getting a little bit older, you know, I think he's you know, people, you know, are trying to kind of figure him out. Like, he's getting a bit older, and that's fair. You know, but he was, like, winning this this award for fun. Like, every time... It's kind of like LeBron in the MVP, right? Like, it's like, LeBron's the best player in the world. 
obviously let's give him the MVP. And some years he didn't get it. Like some people had, you know, better regular seasons, but like you all knew LeBron was the best player. It was kind of like Lou Williams went to six man. Like we all knew that he's the best six man in the world. But then you're going to give an award to Montrose Hell, who let's not, let's not, I'm not cutting, you know, him any slack. He was a great player, but like it's obvious Lou Williams, the best six man in the world. Right. And, I think him not being at that mantle anymore, it's an up it's a it's a really, you know, interesting choice, you know. You could I could have gone with Jordan Clarkson, you know, re- recurring MV six man of the year, sorry. But I, I do believe that I, do, I still believe Utah are gonna be really good, but I wanna put pick someone different. And like I've gone with Derek Rose for the Knicks because I really do believe that I'm actually a bit hesitant on the Knicks, you know, because I don't know if they'll be as good as what people think because like I look at the yeast, I look at it, it's very tough, it's very difficult, but I do believe that Derek Rose is going to have a really good year, especially now that he is the second best point guard on this team, I think, it's a bit clear. He's actually the healthiest point guard on this team, and that's actually, you know, credit to him, you know, because back, you know, five years ago, he was struggling with his health, you know, but he's the healthiest point guard on this team, so I think he'll get a lot of minutes, and I think that they might even play both of them together. And I think that's something that's a recipe for success. Go small, play him, play RJ or Evan Evan Fournier. You know, you got Julius at the five, you know, especially because Mitchell Robinson right now isn't the greatest offensive threat or he's a bad free throw shooter, so you might take him off. But, you know, this is just based on the six man. You know, I'm not talking about the Knicks. You know, I, I, I do believe that Derek Rose is going to have a really, really good season, a really strong season. You know, I think he'll get that average to 15 to 20 points, kind of like what Lou William was doing when he was on there. You know, I actually think that he could, like, be a smoky for an all-star appearance. Because if New York's going really good, right, and you've got Julius Renner, who hopefully he does the same what he was doing last year, and then you've got, you know, you've got Kimber Walker who's playing really good, you know, but he's a bit inconsistent. Derrick Rose is their third best player, I think, right now. Right now. Like, I do think that RJ can take that jump and can be that third player for them. And I think that's what, that's what they need. But, like, Derrick Rose, let's not, let's not, you know, cut, cut anyone, anyone slack. But, like, he's a, He's a bucket still. He's still a really hard player to guard. We saw Tom Thibodeau elevated starting role in the playoffs. He was the only person on that Knicks team that was giving him consistent minutes, you know, consistent scoring, you know, in the playoffs at, you know, certain points in time. So I do believe he's going to take that jump. He's going to be the sixth man this year. If he's not the sixth man, he'll definitely be a finalist, you know, and it's it's a great story, you know, because he'll be like one of very few play. Sorry, pardon me. He'll be one of very few players. And the only person I know, that's got an MVP and a six-man is James Harden. And that can be a fun fact for anyone out there. He got the six-man, I think, the second or third year he was at Oklahoma City. But, yeah, no, I do believe that, you know, Derek Rose can definitely be that in that contention of six-man in a year. If if it's not him, you know, I still think Jordan clarkson has got a really strong chance because that system suits him really well. He can just come on and light it up and jack it up. Uh, I do – I don't even really, you know, at the moment – you know, you got Montrose Howell, who hopefully he can have a bounce-back season, you know, but, like, I don't know, maybe, like, it's funny because, like, Andre Iguodala should have got a six-man out of the year back in the day when he was playing with Golden State. He was obviously the best six-man in the world, you know, but he was, he was arguably, you know, top 50 player in the world, you know, depending on who you want to ask. Obviously, a lot of people don't value how good he actually is and how important he was to the Warriors, but that's another hero there. But maybe, like, a player like... Oh jeez, I'm trying to I'm trying to think, right? Because like, it's actually kind of it's it's harder to think. Like, there's a lot of players out there. Maybe like Dennis Schroeder if he comes off the bench at Boston, I think he's got a lot of uh, fuel in the tank, and he's got a lot of people he wants to doubt. 
Tyler Hero is another choice. You know, I think that he can definitely be a six-man. I think he's got Kuzma potential written all over him. You know, I think that he's like a player that can be, people are like buying him up like, oh, he's going to take, take the jump. He's going to take the jump, and he might not. But let's not forget that he's still a gun player. Like, he's still a really good player. He's going to have a lot of touches this season. I think him having Kyle Larry is going to make it easier. But having Duncan Robinson is going to make it harder for him to get minutes because Duncan Robinson suits that team so much. So maybe like a Tyler Robinson, if he just like breaks out and becomes this superstar, you have to start him and that could actually elevate Miami even more. So I'll throw, if not, you know, I reckon Tyler Hero has a definite chance and I'm just, and I'm, I'm definitely putting him in there because I really do like him. I really do, you know, appreciate what he does on the floor. And I don't think that the first year in the bubble was, was, was a fluke for him. So that's my opinion on the six man. We'll move on to the Rookie of the Year. I'm going to put it right out here. Cade Cunningham's getting this award, and a lot of people are kind of writing him off already. A lot of people think Jalen Green is the obvious choice. Jalen Green will score the most points, right? So you score the most points. Of course, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to be in this race for Rookie of the Year, right? But Anthony Edwards scored the most points last year, this past season, right? He didn't get MVP because at the end of the day, when Lamelo was healthy and when Lamelo was fit, he was the best player. He was the best rookie in that in that rookie class, right? I think Cade's got the exact same stuff. Like, he's going to be a player that has the reins. Like, he's going to be the point guard, if not him, Killian Hayes. And let's cut the shit here. He's better than Killian Hayes already, so give him the reign. Killian off-ball. I didn't mind what I saw from Killian. I still think he's got bust potential written all over him, but if not, let's trade him. Let's get an asset away. But I'm just talking about Detroit here already. I want to talk about Cade. He's definitely got the potential. I reckon he's going to be Luca 2.0. He might not be as good as Luca, but like I think he's got the potential to be Luca 2.0. Some of this, the moves and the way he acts and the way he plays, he's got obviously alpha written all over him, but he's got that like that presence about him where he's like he's able to just get anywhere he wants. And I think he got you know you got to think about it, he hasn't played a game in a long time, so like him getting back into the game fitness and game match, it, it obviously takes time. And you know Jalen Green, you know played a bit more recently than him. You know, so I think Jalen Green played really well. And it's no shock to me that a lot of players that were in playoff teams, you know, that are second or third year players played really well. Like you look at a Peyton Pritchard. You know, I think he got co-MVP with Davion Mitchell. You know, so like it's it's obvious like he was in the playoffs for a bit. You know, he was kind of like a rotational player for them. But, you know, he was like a player that those are the players that typically get those, you know, those MVP awards. You know, but for me, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be between him or Jalen. You know, another player that might be, you know, smoky and like it's, I don't think it's going to be Evan Mobley because I think Evan Mobley might take a bit more time to, you know, just get to that point where he's going to be, you know, the best, or if not the best player, you know, one of the best players in that rookie class. But I think like someone like, you know, you got to look at it. Who's going to get a lot of minutes in, in these teams? You know, I, I would have said Jalen Suggs if he went to Toronto because he's the, he would have been the point guard for them where he would have been starting with Fred Van Vliet. I do like Scotty Barnes a lot. I actually do think he's got a lot of good signs about him. You know, but like, I would say, geez, it's tough right now, man. Like, it's it's, it's really tough. Like, I honestly don't know who would be that third that third player. And it's and it's interesting. I did like James Booknight. I, I liked what I saw from him. You know, I thought he was, you know, he's, he, he can score the ball at a pretty decent clip. You know, Davion Mitchell... He's another player that could definitely be in this position, but like I, I, I think that Tyrese Halliburton's better than him. He might, I think, for Sacramento, it, it might end up being you've got De'Aaron at the one, you've got Tyrese at the two, Davon at the three, you know, Marvin at the four, Rishon at the five. 
that's a better lineup anyway. You know, four out of those five players are like under, at least under 25, 25 or under. You know, so that's perfect there. But I'm not talking about, you know, Sacramento. You know, I, I would say third piece, like who's the most NBA, like who's making an effect? Like one, Kate, obviously two, Jalen Green, three over Mobley. I don't think he'll be there right now because they've still got some players in his position. Four, Scotty plays in his position. Five, Jalen players are still in his position. Six, Josh Giddy, you know, the Aussie. Of course, I want him to do well, but I don't think he'll be rookie of the year at the moment. I, I, I need to see him play first. You know, I need to see how he adapts to this NBA range. Uh, seventh, was it was it Fra- uh, Jonathan Kaminga? He's got a lot of potential, but he'll come off the bench. He won't start. Eight was Franz Wenger, Vanga, sorry. Nine was Davion Mitchell, and then ten at the top of my head. I can't I can't remember who was ten. Who had ten position? I'm not too sure. But yeah, I I think it's a two horse race between Caden and Jalen, and I think Jalen will have a couple of games where he goes off. But I think consistency wise, I think it's definitely going to be Cade. So I would say. Cade Cunningham definitely going to be six man of the year. I, I think that's like a the most. I think that's the easiest one for me to choose because I think he's definitely going to be a bucket. Now we're going to move on right now to the most interesting award every year, and it's you know it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see who's in the top three because like last year we had Steph, we had Joel, and we had Jokic, right? And you look at it, Jokic. Embiid, bigs. People say that the biggest league, this is not a bigs league anymore. Bigs are dying. I still believe that. You know, I still believe that this is a guard slash wings league. You know, you just look at the 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 top, the first 10 picks in the draft, how many bigs got drafted in this. And I believe Evan Mobley is a big. And then who who the heck went 10 in the draft? Like, geez, I'm, I'm, I'm running a blank here. If, if I see what team had the 10th pick, I'd be like, all right, it's this. It's this player. Because... I'm pretty good on my feet with just remembering who's who went where and what went, and like, you know, I'm pretty good at just knowing who usually is at places. But fuck, I can't remember. I can't remember who went who went ten. Who had the tenth pick? Here we go. Hold on, I'm just I I need, I need to find this out because this is interesting for me. Uh, NBA. Uh, who was it? It should have been that um that guy from Detroit. What's his name? Oh, who's that? Oh, oh, what? Luca, Luca Garza, bro. He's a bucket. He was he went fifty one or fifty two, man. What the heck is going on? That guy's gonna be dead set. I reckon he'll be like, honestly, he'll be he'll be a dead set pick for you know all NBA rookie team. Number ten was Zaire Williams. Zaire Williams. I haven't seen a lot from him. I don't know a lot from him, so I wouldn't say. He would be anywhere close to being in it. I could be fucking wrong, but I doubt it. But yeah, no, um, yeah, it's a two-man race for me. So I'm going to move on. MVP. MVP now, it's it's obvious for me, I think, who I'm going to pick. But I want to talk about some people that can definitely be in, that, in, the, in the role of getting MVP. I think someone like Steph Curry, he's going to have another big year. And I think he's going to be in that race. I think he's got a, he's still got a lot to prove, man. Like, he... For me, I think he can be the best point guard ever, and that's a massive statement to say, but you look at it, is he really that far off being the best point guard now? Like, who's better than him right now, like, off the top of my head? I never saw Magic Johnson play, so I'm not going to say he's not, but I would take Magic over him, you know, if I'm picking a team, but Steph Curry, for me, for, like, for me right now, second best point guard ever. You know, people will say Isaiah Thomas. I'd rather have Steph than Isaiah Thomas. That's just my opinion. 
you know, I, I could be, you know, some young guy saying this or that, but I'd rather Steph right now. So I do think Steph's going to have a really nice season. Jokic is still going to be really important to Denver. You know, he's, he's obviously, you know, not talked about because he's got a, you know, not a very big market team, but I think he's definitely going to have a big season. Would that be back-to-back MVPs? I'm not too sure. I think I think a lot of teams realize now that he's their main focus, so they're going to put all their attention on him defending him. Um, I am leaving the obvious person out. I do think Yas again is going to have a good season, but will he realize? All right, I've got I've got two MVPs already. I'm in the market of winning championships now. I know how to win a championship, and that's not belting myself throughout the season. So maybe he'll be in it. But for me, it's it's dead. I think it's an obvious choice who's going to get it. And I think it's an obvious choice who a lot of people are going to pick, but I think it's the right choice in the in the consensus choice. It's Luca. It's Luca Doncic, and it's by a mile. What I saw from him in the Olympics, you know, what I saw from him in the first round against against LA Clippers, this guy's a problem. This guy's the best international player right now. You know, it's him or Giannis, and you know, I did forget Giannis at the moment. But like, yeah, oh man. No, no, it's Giannis right now, but I reckon it soon will be Luca. You know, I think the top two, three players in the league will be international maybe in a couple of years' time, and that's a great thing for the NBA. But we're going back to the MVP. Luca's got it's kind of he's the lose because you look at it. If 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 hopefully Kristaps Porzingis can be what he was, then he's going to have a lot of help, and that's going to in, that's going to push their team higher. You know, and Dallas need a little bit of help for him. You know, you, he needs to kind of get into that fifth, you know, at the at the least fifth seed. You know, I think the last player to get the lowest, you know, playoff ranking was MVP was Russell Westbrook, but let's not consider this, you know, that was a fluke. He was averaging a triple-double that season. He was a man on a mission. He wanted to prove to everyone that he didn't need anyone to make him or their team good, you know. So, and but he only got six, the sixth best, you know, team. So it's, it's hard for teams to win, you know, Hard for a player to win MVP that's not usually in the top three, top four. You know, so for me, I, I believe that Luca has to get fifth. I think if he gets fifth, you know, he'll definitely be in that contention. But yeah, Luca's got Luca's got it, dude. Luca's just got that 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 about him. Like he just he's just like he's he's so hard to guard. He can hit you with anything at any time. I think he's just gotta get a little bit fitter. And if he gets a little bit fitter, you know, lose a little bit of that baby weight man, he's gonna skyrocket. And I've talked so much about him. I had a whole podcast on him, you know, just before you know, when I watched Lavinia, unfortunately, go down in the Olympics. But, you know, like I, I love him. It could be definitely biased, but I just think he's got MVP potential written all over him. He would definitely get one MVP before he, is, you know, finishes his career. And I think this year is, like, one of the best parts for him. He's going to have Jason Kidd, who's literally going to get the ball in his hands, and he's going to have that at all points in time. So I think that's the best thing for him, you know. But let's not, let's not joke ourselves. He does need a little bit more help, and hopefully he can get it, you know, Hopefully, Christos Porzingis, man, if you can be what you were before, you're an all-star in this league. Like, I hope to God he can, you know, because he's a he's a dead-set problem, man. I really rate him so much, you know, so hopefully he can get back to his potential. But if not, maybe look at flipping him, you know, maybe you have to do it, like, because you don't have a... You know, look at it, like, Luka's got, like, what, 10 years, you know, to be a star? That's not that long, you know, it's not that long. So for me... Get it, get it while you can. Get it while it's hot. Like try to be the best team possible you can possibly be right now. But that's my MVP. If I was to choose who's the runner-up or who would be another obvious choice, Steph. I think Steph's going to have a really good year. But guys, that's my opinions on the award races. If you guys have any people that you think 
that would be, you know, in these award races, please let me know in the comments section below on whatever you're listening to this on. You know, make sure that you guys tell me your opinion because I would love to see who you guys think because if I've forgotten anyone, I actually want to know. So without further ado, guys, thank you for listening. It does it. it it's great help. I do appreciate appreciate all the help. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lays Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all of the content. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Lanes Podcast. That's all in lower caps on Instagram. Link will be below in the description. Thanks for listening, guys. But most importantly, have a great day.